0: This is supposed to be empowerment, right? The empowerment of this movie is like, oh, my friend, I can bait my own hook. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a baby factory with no thoughts of my own (laughs) who fears the penis like death itself. But I I will put a worm on a sharp object, and that is exactly as far as it'll ever go. That's me.
1: I think the scary thing is that's I think she thinks that's what heavy petting is. <laughs> so, like, they're going to get hot and heavy in the back of the car later. She's going to pull out a hook and be like, you ready for this?
2: <laughs> God awful movie.
1: Movies. Movie. Movie. Movie.
2: Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian Cinema, because that's what it says on the podcast description. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Unright. Unfortunately, Heath is still mad at me for telling his girlfriend he had an octopus fetish, so he's going to be giving us all the silent treatment today. But sitting 81 miles to my right is a man who, unfortunately, cannot be inspired to deliver the silent treatment by any level of personal slight. That would be my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir?
0: I am pretty fantastic, Noah. Today, I learned that I was moral throughout high school and
2: college. <laughs> moral. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm such a good dude. That's exactly and intimidating. And also joining us today is improv comedian extraordinaire, GAM fan favorite, and special guest masochist, Devin Heater. Devin, welcome back.
1: Hi, everyone.
2: All right, awesome, awesome. Everybody, you know what they like about you the most is the long highs.
1: Yeah, we really commit. You
0: slam the energy of the guys, podcast right into guys, the fucking craft. You guys don't get
1: it. Like after every time, after time, every time I do one of these, my Twitter blows up, and it's like, Devin, give me a long high. Everyone's like, I want, <laughs> No, I, I get want it. Another, I want another long high, Devin. You, my you, pal, and I say, you got to pay for that shit.
2: You and underestimate the extent to which I cyberstalk you if you think I didn't already know that. Um, oh, and by the way, how is that thing that you wanted to plug in the A segment going?
1: Oh, you mean my show, Gypsy that, Danger? That's
2: it, exactly.
1: Listen, I just want everyone to just go to the pit-nyc.com and like look up Gypsy Danger, which you probably can't do because it's not a very uh, good or intuitive website. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right now we're every Saturday at eight, uh, but then we're going to change and I don't know to what, let's not talk about it. (laughs) Let's let's just, but you should come see it and it's funny and we improvise a movie. It's fun.
2: Oh, right on, right on. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we will get around the, uh, the, uh, lack of intuitiveness of the website and just directly link Gypsy Danger in the show notes there. That's lovely. Um, it's the least i could do cuz i am going to ask you uh to tell us what we'll be breaking down today which means i also asked you to watch this movie i owe you at least that
1: yeah so uh well we all watched how do i love thee which is a touching story of two 38 year old teenagers who don't want to fuck each other but oh wait but jesus are oh, we going to fuck <laughs> we're going to fu- oh nope jesus they said <laughs> for the holy ghost <laughs> The Holy Ghost was in was really cock blocking this entire. Yeah, it did
2: forever. sure yeah. did. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well,
0: if you love romance, but when and where you put your penis makes up your entire moral landscape, you <laughs> will love this movie. It's Romeo and don't do it yet. <laughs>
2: Now, and of course, this short was brought to us by Brigham Young University. So, Devin, I've gotta ask, how much did you know about Mormons going into this thing?
1: I mean, listen, I'm a huge fan of scathing atheists. So everything I know about Mormons I've learned from scathing atheist slash my ex Mormon friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, you probably know more about it than most Mormons then at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That's my goal. I just wanna I wanna know more about it than Mormons.
2: Awesome. Uh so is there? No, anything no, you guys no, want... no, it
1: wasn't. Don't be patron. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's all gone in the edit. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And ultimately. You got any
0: racial slurs you want to throw out?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst bat? Ooh, ooh. I wanna go with best worst pussy
0: talks. <laughs> There is a scene in this movie where the male characters all gather around for some good old-fashioned pussy talk. And the people who made this movie... Know that that happens, but they get into well, and then you see all of the actor's eyes grow wide with panic (laughs) as he just randomly hand gestures like tease and starts taking out flags like he's waving in a plane. And then the camera immediately cuts to anything other than what needs to be someone describing getting laid.
1: (laughs) I, one thing that this movie was good at, I thought, was was a very tasteful way of censoring the pussy talk by just playing beautiful orchestral music over <laughs> it.
0: See, I would have loved the beautiful orchestral music over it but the gestures were there like he's just like
3: "Mm, mm,
2: mm." (laughs) except he doesn't know how it works right so it's the wrong (laughs) gestures yeah exactly it's a a pole start is in there somewhere um well mine was kind of similar or at least comes from a similar place i was gonna go with best worst college party There is a moment in this movie where these college students go to a party and it is goddamn Cinderella's ball. It's like a 40th wedding
0: anniversary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a vow renewal for a couple that's cheating on each other. You ever go to one of those? Like, everybody knows, but they have spent a lot of money on this lie. So you're just like, yay, chocolate fountain. You tried to sleep with me
1: last week. <laughs> the mistress is cutting in on the first dance, and everyone's like, yeah, right. that's fine.
0: That's nice. <laughs> clap, right. clap, 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 clap.
1: They're cute.
0: <laughs> it's because it's the daddy daughter dance.
1: Oh, boy. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. gross. I got dirt. I just don't like it I just don't like it when Eli says daughter.
2: <laughs> he might have one one day and we'll be able to play all of this for her. Yeah. Um, so Devin, did you have any best worst?
1: Oh god. I mean, you know, they I feel like they weren't very good at being Mormon. They were actually surprisingly good at talking about the point of view of like maybe Mormon the Mormon church is too far behind the times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is a weird part of this movie that no one at any point goes like, well, you know, the Mormon church is pretty hip. They're always just like, look, we are an ancient <laughs> group of people f- afraid of the sun. But <laughs> by the same token, look at my hair. I, do I want to? Bring this all the way down to get fucked? No, I don't think so. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, this movie obviously has a lot of not fucking to get to, so we're gonna keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll try just the tip of how do I love thee, just to see how it feels.
0: Hey, Noah, are you okay? You seem like you oh. hey, what's up, Heath? Uh, I'm Eli. Are you not wearing your contacts?
2: Yeah, yeah. I just don't wanna you know I just don't want to do the exam, you know, too much hassle.
0: Why don't you try Simple Contacts? What's Simple Contacts? Oh, it's a great new app that makes ordering contacts very simple, honestly. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in minutes. I mean, they gave me a free trial, and I couldn't believe how easy it was to test my eyes at home and how easy it was to order all my favorite brands. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to your home. Vision test is designed by doctors, and every test is carefully reviewed by a doctor. Wait, so so I never have to go to an eye doctor? Well, it isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but it does make getting your contacts a whole lot easier. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable. The exam is just $20 and they offer free shipping. Really? Just 20 bucks? Yeah. And don't forget that expiring HSA insurance dollars can be used by the end of the year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but best of all, our listeners also get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order with the code AWFUL. To save $30 on their lenses, they just go to SimpleContacts.com forward slash AWFUL and enter the code AWFUL at checkout. Again, that's SimpleContacts.com forward slash AWFUL and just enter the code
2: AWFUL at checkout. You know what? I will try that as soon as I'm done feeding the cats. See, that was my point. That is not a cat. You shut it and don't blow this
0: for me. I mean... Yeah. shrimp flavor today. <laughs> say, Devin, how goes it, friendo? What?
1: Why are you talking like that? Why are you dressed like that?
0: Oh, just getting ready for my hot date at Necking
1: Point. I don't know what you're... Hoping to get some petting done, maybe go all the way. Aren't you married? You've been married for like over a year. Tell me about it, man. Sure hope she doesn't go cold on me. Okay, well, um, good luck, or whatever I need to say to get out of this conversation.
0: You got it. If I ring the bell, I'll let you smell my finger.
1: I'm actually really into that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's exactly what I want.
2: <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown. And before we even get this movie started, there's a little disclaimer. BYU wants you to know that not fucking is only one of their many educational emphases. Yeah, it's amazing. They have to, they have to open
0: this with, look, we don't believe any of this shit either, okay? But we rented the cameras, we filmed it, and it's now—it's ours now.
1: It's ours. They should, it's the disclaimer should have been like, "Warning: uh, This is going to make you, your your brain hurt. This is going to hurt you. <laughs> if you're watching this movie, we're sorry."
2: That should just be a general BYU like, warning, like, especially if you look deeper into it. The, the deeper you look, the more your head's gonna hurt. We think they're pilgrims on the sun if you get right down <laughs> to it, so
1: yeah. Really, any, I think any student film should have just come here. Warning, this is a student film. <laughs> it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be trying a lot. It's probably gonna have a black and white dream sequence at some point. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of Enya playing. Let's just... <laughs> let's all agree that this is a mistake but we're learning we're students
0: it's going to be dedicated to someone's girlfriend yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who they've broken up with by the time the film comes out
1: no yeah yeah but but the editor you know did, did a semester in france so he can't take the 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 dedication out of the film <laughs>
2: So the movie starts off, basically, we we're, we've, we have these very dark shots of people walking through, I guess, a college campus over the amazing names that
1: we get uh, for this film. Jesus Christ, these names. I got to say, there's a lot of silly names in the Book of Mormon. So I feel like silly <laughs> names are just a rich Mormon tradition. They honestly... Made me believe in the Book of Mormon a little bit more. Like the Book of Mormon seemed less silly. Was like, oh, they all have ridiculous, yeah, right. Like, oh yeah, Orma, Orma, yeah, that's just a sound, just like half (laughs) of the names in the Book of Mormon. Just Orma, that's a name.
2: Yeah, the the film was directed by Wetzel O. Whitaker. Oh, Oh. Wetzel O. Whitaker. Oh, it sounds like an alien trying to make up a human name as he gets pulled over. <laughs> oh god! Oh god!
0: Put your tentacles in. Hey, it's me, Wetzel O Whittaker. I'm Irish, which is no, a but- species you're all fond of. Now.
1: <laughs> I'm Irish. That's one of the white ones, right? Yeah, he's right. <laughs>
2: yeah they, and also by the way the feel that everything is so fucking dark at the beginning of this movie I was like are they afraid we're gonna see it and make fun of it is that like is this like a prophylactic measure of theirs <laughs> well
1: it's just like they, they had to film you know they couldn't film during the day because they couldn't get release forms for everybody so they had to film in the middle of the night it, it, all, of it, their, all their establishing shots had to be in the middle of the night
2: a lot of this movie felt like they didn't have people's permission yeah exactly <laughs>
1: So, they didn't okay. Have my permission.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, this this was a sort of like cinematic rape. Um all right. So, now we cut to Helmut von Virgin studying yeah. in a room.
1: I got to say I was I was shocked when this movie was in color because I was convinced <laughs> I was convinced that Mormons were like the people in The Giver and that like <laughs> color color wasn't allowed. Like no color, no coffee. No sex before or after marriage, unless it's with multiple women. Yeah, I mean, it's, depending it's,
0: on
2: how you define color, they're yeah. they do,
1: <laughs>
2: they're not fans. Yeah, no, I've been I've been to their state. It's pretty monochromatic, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, only when they're naked. So yeah, so we're we're meeting our hero here. This is Jen. We're gonna meet Jen and her roommate Penny, and they have hair that. If, if, okay, imagine that like you wore a scuba helmet your entire life and your hair just grew around to it and then they just cracked it open and right. peeled it away. That's the hair the
1: hair yep it, it's it's a lob it's like a lobster shell of hair <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> you feel like as these girls got taller they would like leave their hair behind on the ocean floor <laughs> smaller girls would take it and wear it around. <laughs> try to confuse predators.
2: <laughs> that is precisely the impression I had.
1: They, they definitely majored in hair for sure. Like you, you can't be studying something else and having your hair like that every day. Like you can't have, like that's how Mormon girls s- stop from having sex is that it takes 12 hours to do their hair. And then it's just time for bed again.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the last thing they want to do is fuck that hair up, sweating. I guess. Really, yeah. No, you're
1: not. Mormons aren't. Don't sweat. That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the deals they made with God.
2: <laughs> this is one of the covenants of Mormonism, uh, and that's definitely one of the covenants of Judaism. So the and and Devin's already alluded to this, but the two college girls here are clearly in their mid thirties.
1: Oh yes. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, but it was a student film. Was everyone just older in the 60s? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah.
0: You smoke a pack of pall malls starting at age 12. <laughs> you're going to look 45 when you're six. Well, th- that's not necessarily
2: the case, but yeah. So, some
0: people turn out like a bronze god, just <laughs> So sometimes <laughs> when you
2: smoke a lot of Paul Maltz. Um Yeah. <laughs> and also I, we right away, we start getting 60. Okay. So this was made in the 60s, but it was made by people who hadn't made it out of the 50s yet. So all of the slang is anachronistic even to the time it was made, which was 50 years ago. <laughs> so like immediately we're like 10 seconds into this movie and these two girls are talking about necking.
1: Also, we really get an insight onto like what Mormons were really focused on at the time. Right. It's like the Vietnam war is going on. Kennedy was assassinated. The civil rights movement. But like, let's talk about premarital sex. Cause that's the real issue that everyone
2: cares about. <laughs> the real so, issues of our time. Well, to be fair, they didn't have to worry about civil rights. Black people weren't allowed in their church yet. That's I they just let's be very clear about that. When this movie was made, black people were not allowed in their church yet.
1: And when did that change? Is that has that changed?
2: Well, technically, they're allowed. You know, like they've got the the two. They've got, they got you know
1: they got the token one and then one for him to talk to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys
2: should do that fist bump thing. Do
1: the fist bump thing. <laughs> Can All either right. you do a backflip? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so. So, okay, so, and and by the way, Jen and Penny are just what yeah, b- b- platonic good girl and platonic bad girl, basically.
1: Uh, right. Penny is not good at being a bad girl. She's a very, she's a very good bad girl.
0: Exactly. That's the problem is Penny's supposed to be a bad girl, but she can't be like, oh, I was just sucking dicks left and right. So she's like, oh, you know, sitting in the back of cars with boys. What's the harm in that? <laughs> and all my notes are... <laughs> Wait, what is the harm? Is it a euphemism? (laughs) Say fucking. You're alone. Who are you afraid to say fucking in front of
2: at this point in the story? Well, that's the thing. She is Mormon bad girl, right? So, yeah. yeah.
1: Which means in a uh, monogamous heterosexual relationship (laughs) with a guy.
2: Consisting
0: mostly
1: of hand stuff. Right. Yeah, well, right. Right. Exactly. And by that you mean you mean elaborate handshakes, right? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> they keep a lot of them a secret. Yeah. So they're they're the two of them are arguing. Penny has just come back from a date with her boyfriend Norm, where apparently there was some heavy petting and necking. Their oh terms, not mine.
0: Noah, they are um. your terms. What do those mean in your time? Because we used to just fuck. So what is heavy <laughs> petting? So- I'm picturing literally just like petting the other person's genitals. Is that
1: what that is? <laughs> well, at were- some point I don't actually know. Like I sort of assumed it was like just like mashing your hand against their genitals but like through their clothes.
2: All right, well if, if the first thing you have to understand is back then genitals were hairier. Uh they were a little more like have you ever seen the trouble with tribbles episode of Star Trek?
1: I didn't think Mormons were allowed to have pubic hair. <laughs> I'm a Hold Mormon on.
3: now. <laughs>
1: I check. Somebody, somebody, check that. I'm. I'm not sure of all of the rules of Mormonism, but I'm pretty sure "thou shall not have pubes" is in there.
2: If it is, it's in like it's late in the book. Yeah, we've yeah, been through most of it, but special, we haven't.
1: The special underwear, like just sandpapers that whole area down.
2: Ooh. All right, that's probably in doctrines and covenants. That's the pearl of great price. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where the pearl comes in. Yeah, so padding. Yeah, petting is I guess making out. I don't I have no fucking idea. I wasn't around in the 60s, Eli. So okay. and and also again, these are 50s <laughs> terms that they used in their 60s movies. So yeah, so they're arguing and basically Penny is saying like, "Hey Jen, why don't you go out and fuck? Just get it fucking wet. Just find something you can wrap your badge around and get up and down on it." And she's like, "Well, I don't know. I I I've been I'm waiting for the right man." Blah 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 And we get a good 7-8 minutes of this conversation
1: And she yep. can't She cannot when pressed Come up with a good reason Not to be getting fucked It's like <laughs> you should fuck I don't want to But you should because Like if you love somebody Like it's important to know if you're sexually compatible But I don't want to Okay well why not Well because Because oh, 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 oh. <laughs> my hair's My hair's too heavy And it hurts my brain <laughs>
0: And this scene literally ends with, you know, everyone's going to
2: think you're a prude. And she's like, oh, I'd rather be a prude than a whore. What? Sorry. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Is- well, they cut her off. You know, she's like, I'd <laughs> rather be known as a prude than as a, hey, wait a minute now. <laughs> I love that. You know, the the, the the she actually basically says the word ellipsis at the end of her line. <laughs> um, And then uh, uh, Penny cuts and says, hey, I I don't worry about my reputation. I know that Norm would never tell anyone where I let him put his dick. Put his dick. Put, his Put dick. His dick. Yeah. <laughs> so after Penny assures us Norm wouldn't kiss and tell, we cut to Norm kissing and telling,
1: uh, telling that, about that dick kissing. Asshole! That fucking Norm. I right. And that guy, he's very polite and very well dressed, and seems like a good guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, and honestly, like he seems like he's a little too good looking for Penny. I mean, you know, he's a uh, no offense oh, to Penny, but he's pretty whoa. hot too.
1: So Whoa, uh, I think his uh, fellow dorm mates would agree with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, they all want to hear about his dick and where it's been tonight, don't they? Listen, oh. fellas,
1: gather round. Turn up the Broadway cast album. Take out some dicks. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about some heavy hitting.
0: <laughs> it's, so sh- the homoeroticism in this scene is hilarious. Everyone's just folding a cigarette pack into their shirt sleeve. <laughs> It's Amazing
1: I think, the, I think the 60s Were just a gayer time in general But like super gay In the Mormon church clearly But like let's not talk about it But like we're all into this right
0: Yeah a better
1: time a better I wish time. they had just gone with that I wish they had just, just really like doubled down on that And been like hey we're just going to be the super gay church
0: Oh the super gay ch- I mean that's the universe shows us now But it would have been really That's a good brand The super this- gay church
2: but you never acknowledge it. It would it would make the uh, the outfits for their missionaries make a lot more sense. To be perfectly honest. See? Yeah, yeah. So and and this is like the second movie we've done in a very short period of time where all of the scenes seem like the setup to a a song, right? Yes, because they do. like th- this scene would have made perfect sense if when he finally got around to talking about the fucking it, it, it was in song. Yeah, if he sang "Summer Love" in here, I'd be like, "Yeah, I get it, Summer
3: Love." <laughs> yeah,
1: that would make perfect sense. Was Greece was the non-Mormon remake of this movie? That's that's what I like to think it. Eh? <laughs> oh,
2: it's where they stole that movie. Um. Also, while he's doing his pussy talk, which is of course drowned out by big band swing, we cut to a guy who's typing, and at first, apparently, he's just getting frustrated. He can't do his homework or whatever. But at first, I thought he was dictating the fucking. and then she was
0: like yeah man keep going keep going (laughs) no wait no that you're on my hair no it's fine just you're on my hair your (laughs) left no my left all right
2: cough but (laughs) but now we're but what we're supposed to learn here is that typing guy doesn't appreciate all these fuck stories where he's disrespecting the women or whatever it is that he has against sex
1: But boys, that 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 essay is coming along great. Uh, So (laughs) he he's writing this essay. All we see is like he like writes. He basically says like as Keats says, and then writes a quote from Keats, and then goes, "Ugh, that's terrible." Like like you just wrote a quote. How could you have fucked that up?
0: (laughs) As Keats says, beauty is truth,
2: and truth is poopy. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) In the future, you'll be able to press delete. Oh, God, Jesus, I do remember that. I do remember having to just, like, throw away the whole fucking paper because the white-out shit was so obvious and looked terrible. All right, so, yeah, so basically we've met Norm now, and we've met this other character. This is Keith. Uh, He'll be the main player in the film. Uh, Now we have to get him together with Jed, and we're going to do that at a library because that's where Uh, good girls are when they're not in the kitchen.
1: Ugh, it's the creepiest creep, creepy creep.
0: Yeah. And we see them at the library and we need to point out that this library has what appears to be one shelf of books.
1: Well, I I, again, I'm surprised that Mormons are allowed to read books. Uh, So I assume this library is that every book is either is probably a biography of Joseph Smith. Yeah. Their Their Dewey Decimalism has three sections, Joseph Smith, Book of Mormon and cookbooks. But, like, <laughs> but the cookbooks are like heavily edited and redacted. Because right. yeah, like, So are the biographies like, of Joseph Smith. Know, simmering is too dirty so we can't <laughs> simmer anything.
2: <laughs> I, I, I love too because when they first meet, this is where the two of them are going to like hook up. And she's looking for books, and he appears behind, like, the shelf on the other side to talk to her, all wispy, whispery and creepy. And he's like, and hold on. And holding a
1: severed human head of what, the last what? person he helped in the library. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, by, by the way they present this, you kind of expect for him to walk around the shelf and be naked from the waist down, you know, and covered <laughs> in blood. But no, it's just, I guess this is just normal 60s dating. Right. And the meet cute
0: here is, say, uh, do you want this book? And she's like, oh, yeah, that, that's the book I need for class. And he's like, I'll tell you what, you read it and then I'll come get it from you. And she's like, yeah, that's that's book loaning. Thank you. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait. Better idea. You read it and I date you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I thought this movie was going to take a turn and not be about sex at all, but be about, because you know, Mormons are very uh, good people. So I assume that they have problems, quaint, adorable problems. So I thought this was going to be about the danger of lending people books because like <laughs> she took out the book, you know, like right. her name is on the book. If she lends it to him and he keeps it, like she's going to have to pay those library due fees. <laughs> <laughs> And like, and I, I assume that in the Mormon community, like the shame, I assume you get exiled or stoned to death if you are late with a library book. Fee. The, oh, the shame no is
2: carried through to the third generation. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, book, honestly, lender, book lender. God, I don't want to get
2: into it. It's really hard. <laughs> so, but I have to point out that like, I mean, I know that that was a joke, but the actual conflict in this movie is less important. Yeah, right. Like yeah. if this was a movie about the dangers of loaning someone a book that you had on loan from the library of double loaning and whatever, that would be a more useful film with a more important moral message. Right. Because at least it wouldn't be actively damaging. Yep. But he asked her out. She says, yes, he just might be the one. And there's this little moment. This happens at six minutes, 18 seconds of this film where she's just supposed to be all smitten. And she leans against the fucking shelf, or at least she tries to. But her hair helmet very clearly rejects <laughs> her. It's the best.
0: It's like it's like watching someone try to do a backwards handstand against a bookshelf, just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that oh. thing
1: that thing has its own gravitational fields, so like. <laughs> it got too close to the bookshelf and they just repelled each other. Yeah, t- there was probably some some like DP on the sideline who like saw her leaning her head close and just started screaming like, you're going to knock over the whole library.
2: <laughs> so once one goes down, they all go down. A book gets sucked
0: off the shelf, starts rotating around her head. God damn it. Just Cut. the
1: skin off Keith's face starts peeling off.
2: <laughs> just sheer G-force. Oh, now this is a prequel to the opening of Ghostbusters. I get it now.
1: Yeah. I like that it's a prequel just to the opening of Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Well, it wouldn't make sense in any other portion of the film. So, um, so all right, now we're gonna cut to the date because this movie isn't fucking around with a bunch of filler. And I want you guys to finish a sentence for me as romantic as a blank airport. I was gonna say tarmac, but yes, you are correct. Meat locker. <laughs> that wouldn't have been any fucking weirder. His date for her to the, her first date, my least favorite place on earth, the airport.
1: Uh, but this is a pre-9/11 airport where you can fly the planes yourself. <laughs> you could you can shoot at the planes with automatic
3: weapons.
1: <laughs> and it's just all it's all just fun and games. As long as you're as long as you're a, a white guy.
2: Oh yeah, well right, right. Yeah, no that but goes all the way not- back
1: that is not a problem for Brigham Young University in the sixties, <laughs> <No. 60s. laughs>
2: or in the two thousand and tens. Yeah, so he his now. I should emphasize they're not gonna fly anywhere. They're no. not gonna like the, he doesn't have someone flying it. They are going on a date to look at airplanes at the airport because I guess in the sixties people just
1: stood around going "fuck it, man, we can fly." Do Mormons believe in um? Air travel? Um, <laughs> is it not a form of witchcraft? I mean, I guess they got to get to their missions, but I figured they like flogged themselves and like did a bunch of prayers to like prep their bodies for air travel.
0: I think it's fine as long
2: as you flap the entire time you're in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that makes these, sense. That's
0: the rule, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. that would that would kind of fit with the Mormon understanding of science in general. Yeah.
1: And they sit they sit in the in the mighty ducks flying V formation.
2: Right. <laughs> and this is where we learn that she uh she's not just any dame. She used to climb trees. And I, I oh, gotta point God, out the way they hard. bring this into the conversation. This is amazing. She says, I've never been on a plane, but I've climbed trees. And he's, what, he's like that, That's pretty that, much the same thing I've never been kayaking but I've yodeled in a basement I, What the fuck How do you connect the, I, yeah.
1: I've never been kayaking but I got wet once
2: <laughs> But at least that's related Right well, uh,
1: Trees are up high Come
2: on
0: Get head out of That's the <laughs> highest people went in the 1960s Unless they were flying to Guam <laughs> To fight in a war
1: and he had like the great he had the best like first date, God I wanna get laid reaction, which is like, oh my god, that's the stupidest fucking thing anyone's ever said. You're right though. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you sure you sure get it. You're a cool, swell lady. We're having fun, right? <laughs> You're gonna touch my penis, right?
2: <laughs> this guy's face just screamed, You're gonna touch my penis right throughout. uh, speaking of which this is just such a little small moment it's probably not worth bringing up but at the beginning of this scene he's looking her right in the face and he says I love coming here and it seems like he's talking about her face (laughs) to me anyway anyway so yes She explains that she was the best tree climber in all of Chicago. And just as I was about to say, Chicago doesn't have trees, she's like, We were in the suburbs. I'm like, Oh, yeah. yeah, It's like
0: she cut herself off. She was like, In Chicago. It's the suburbs of Chicago. Obviously, I don't have a (laughs) tattoo of a teardrop on my face. Not that Chicago. Oh,
1: boy. I mean, she drove to Brigham Young University, huh? With all of her stuff. That's a long drive. Just fly, get in a plane. Yeah.
2: Or climb a tree and then like slide from there. I don't know that that, that's related somehow. Um, Yeah. And here's an actual line he says that doesn't get him kicked in the nuts. He says after she explains how good she was at climbing uh, uh, trees, he says, and here I thought you were just another helpless female.
0: And this is supposed to be, we need to be clear, this is supposed to be empowerment, right? The empowerment of this movie is like, oh, my friend, I can bait my own hook. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a baby factory with no thoughts of my own <laughs> who fears the penis like death itself. But I, I will put a worm on a sharp object, and that is exactly as far as it'll ever go. That
1: is that's the, I think the scary thing is, that's. I think she thinks that's what heavy petting is. <laughs> so like they're gonna get hot and heavy in the back of the car later she's gonna pull out a hook and be like you ready for this <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus
2: yeah oh my god so it, 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 we they have this amazingly banal conversation I, at, and, and at a certain point it you know a first date's going good when the conversation does this it turns to her parents and how very in love they are even though you wouldn't know it to look at them like, oh hey,
1: yeah
2: oh uh, God. if anyone ever describes my relationship as not a showy
0: kind of love I sure hope I get a divorce I sure hope <laughs> I do. she also says respect was the very core of their feelings for each other Mm-mm. not not what you want the center of a marriage to be respect
2: yeah no that's the well yeah I mean it's good to have there um but yeah I think gonna get you through the hardest times. So after he hears all about how very in love their parents were, she swears. We learn that <laughs> that the real plan here, the 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 beauty of, because like I mean, I almost get going to the airport if you're going to Cinnabon, you know, or something like that. Like if, if they like if they went to the airport and then they were just, he was just like I like overpriced tuna, and 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 that was the point. <laughs> it would almost make sense. But they're not even going to stop at one of these shops. They're not even going for duty-free liquor or anything. The point here is that he's going to, as the plane comes in, they're going to step onto the tarmac and walk in as though they had been on a plane. Ah, we walked
0: through doors, doors, can you imagine?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're just going to imagine the thrill of having been on a, a plane for five hours from Mexico City.
1: Now, that's pretending, and pretending is a type of lying, and I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. (laughs) So again, I think this is really a movie about warnings about library books, and like they're going to come out and be like, oh, we were in Mexico. And then someone's going to run up to them and be like, did you see my son? I lost him in Mexico. And then they're going to be like, oh, no, we are committed to this lie. <laughs> and then, they, have to, and then they, get, they get thrown into like a whodunit mystery rabbit hole and they can't figure it out. And oh, my God, they get addicted to cocaine. They become much better people.
0: <laughs> and that son, the author of the library book, she lent him. Oh, no. Wait!
1: Wow, um, the, uh, the yes. kid wrote a library
2: book. I like it. It, was t- yeah. it, it time travel wise. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Did that not make sense? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I Moving was really. On. I honestly, I was really getting into Devin's version of this movie. I was like, this is a really good movie. Here, he was expecting a lot more than we got. So Jen gets home to do back to her dorm where Penny wants to hear all about Keith and his penis. Right, and she was out until midnight. Midnight. Can you believe it? Yeah, fucking whore. It's
1: also the first time that Jen, I believe, was allowed outside. So that was exciting.
2: Yeah, no, she seems to have have acclimated well to the outside world. Um, And Penny wants to make it clear to her that on the next day, she should at least be looking to take a couple fingers.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
2: She's like, you know, the second date can be even more
0: fun. And then there's this awkward pause as they're waiting for the scene to cut where Jen's just like, uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah I, I hope that it is more fun. I don't know what you mean, no, no. Though, no. I'm a good More a fun.
2: More. It's like he took me to an airport and we walked through the, the doors. Is. So, I mean, it couldn't be less, less fun. No, no, no. This is, yeah. So then we get a little falling in love montage between the two of them.
1: And I got to say, this soundtrack throughout this episode, Every person playing an instrument on this entire soundtrack is a black guy who is really cool and like not allowed within twenty yards of a Mormon woman. Of course, <laughs> yeah, <to their> faith. <laughs> right. So it's like it's a little bit like all right, soundtrack. As I'm during this montage. I'm like, this soundtrack is way too groovy. And then it cuts to like the football game and like the cool fight song plays, and I'm like, now that. Now that is the appropriate music. <laughs> yeah, yeah for right. This fucking
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's it's the most wholesome falling in love montage. They're like frolicking under trees, and they're Ugh. sitting rudely close to each other in class, which would have been distracting for everybody else. They're dancing. I wanted so badly for there to be a jump cut to her pegging him. This movie would have worked <laughs> so over.
2: And then the football game. <laughs> You know, it wouldn't be hard for us to buy the rights to this one.
1: She's just using him as a coffee table and like spilling <laughs> hot wax on his balls.
2: <laughs> but no, instead, we we, we finished this up by uh, with a scene where he tells her that he loves her, which is why Heath couldn't join us today. <laughs> He's not that into horror movies, so uh, he he decided no, he couldn't be a part of this. But yeah, and 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 then they have this big sloppy. I've never done this before, not with a woman anyway. Kiss, oof, a kiss so awkward it should be between Angelina Jolie and her brother. It
0: is, <laughs> it's just it's a headbutt to the face with the face,
1: <laughs> just a. Uh, What's that uh, Zoltan? What's that? Soccer player who headbutts people. That'd be a funny joke here. <laughs> Guys, remember, like from ten years ago, there was a soccer player and he headbutted a guy. Come on, <laughs> Who's come the, on. What's it was the a famous thing?
2: What's Guys, the trust me, it's fine. Thing the the book series that you and Heath like with the head buddy guy in it. Uh, oh, Jack Reacher. Uh, yeah, that's it. Jack Reacher.
1: Does he headbutt a lot of people? In that yeah, yeah, he, yeah,
0: he headbutts way more than necessary. He often throws away weapons
1: to headbutt. It's not a very effective thing to do. Have you it is, ever it it is in an insanely effective thing to do. It's not that effective. It's this very,
2: episode brought to you by
1: headbutts. <laughs> it's illegal in UFC, and I don't agree with it. I think that you should be able to headbutt as much as you want. Thank you. I think Real
0: there fun. should be an all headbutt martial art.
1: Just, just headbutt. I think it's called Ireland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so at the end of this after he of course has declared his love for her and kissed her in a way that determines both of these actors are gay and hiding it he decides he's going to give her his fraternity pin
1: but then he doesn't and- fucking have it like why <laughs> yeah. did he bother why that literally like the, like the prop guy got fired That's what happened. <laughs> I'm going to give you my frat pin where the fuck. fuck's my fr- Keith? Where's my fucking frat pin? Oh wait, his character's name is Keith. God damn it! I ruined it. It was you Brian. piece of shit, Josh. Where the fuck is the frat pin?
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't have the the frat pin. So then we cut to his dorm room where he is polishing his fraternity pin. That is not a euphemism, by the way. He's nope. It's actually, nice just pin, doing though. that. It's
1: a it's a super nice pin. I'd fuck him for that pin. It's a great pin. <laughs>
0: And this whole conversation is his roommate saying, you know, you really shouldn't give someone a
2: pin if they won't fuck you. That seems like a high price for a pin. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, like most of this movie seemed antiquated. That seems a little like a little off. I, I, I have to agree with the Mormon side on that one. You should be able to give somebody a pin whether or not this isn't telling someone about your dream here. This is
1: giving somebody a pin.
0: Yeah, I feel like even the people at Burning Man are just like, "Yeah, pin's a pin, man."
1: <laughs> now, Noah, you're older than us. Um, have you ever given someone your pin? Can you explain the significance of giving giving a pin? Oh,
2: good question. What are these pins for? Yeah, you you guys look at me and think frat
1: boy, right? That's what you think is that that guy was in a fraternity. I assume they have some sort of some sort of recording device hidden in them, or like a GPS a GPS locator. Did you let Lucinda
0: wear your Letterman jacket? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you wear commitment rings? Ooh. So, <laughs> I, I did they, have they got married 30 seconds after they met, so don't worry about
2: it. I did have um, a friendship <laughs> bracelets committed. when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> friendship bracelets, right? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I that's- remember
1: at the arcade, you get those best friend like amulets that were broken in half, and one said mm-hmm. like best, and the said friend. I had mm-hmm. one of those with my friend. Mike B. Check if you're listening. I still have mine. You <laughs> son of a bitch!
0: I wear it every day. We Mike, yo, Mike, Mike, be- answer my friend request. So, hey, Mike,
1: be- why didn't you invite me to your wedding? Eh, so- you may have. You may have <laughs> invited me. Why didn't I go? We'll talk about it, Mike.
2: <laughs> so, do
1: you? Do you and Mike need a minute, or? Uh- let you me just, to- can I just can I just give him a call real quick? <laughs> I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry. I just it's been a long time.
2: So, we have this conversation between Keith and his roommate where it basically seems like his roommate's going to give him noogies for not getting laid the entire yeah, time. A, yeah, he's just like he's not mad, he's disappointed in him for not getting yeah,
3: laid. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it, now it, he explains here that the dicking a woman is how you show that she's yours you know it's like male cats once you come on them you, they belong to you apparently
0: uh, Noah you do not need to come on your cat to prove that it's yours <laughs> you can just
1: adopt it I,
2: Noah, I am tired we of telling
1: you this Noah we don't want your cat we want you to have your
2: cat <laughs> so that was a medicinal thing it was <laughs> It was homeopathic.
1: My Um, cat had a skin condition that only my come cure. (laughs) That's what I tell everybody. I come on.
2: (laughs) He could have. He may have had Lyme disease. We don't know. We don't know. He doesn't now. That's the important thing. Exactly. Exactly.
1: If I keep coming on you, they'll keep the tigers away. See any tigers?
0: (laughs) I win. There's also this amazing moment where he goes, "I want a wife who's a challenge." And I wrote in my notes, "Ah, sorry, she's already married to me." (laughs)
2: yeah so but but what we're really learning here is that keith very much like jen doesn't even want to fuck before marriage why why he couldn't even respect a girl that was like a slut like penny
1: man thank god we set that up so we really understand his character's motivations i I, i'm glad that they're not gonna he's not gonna change to complete 180 in like the next (laughs) scene or anything
2: that's important that's good to know Yeah, yeah. So, okay, now we cut to Jen polishing Keith's pin in her dorm room. Again, not a euphemism.
1: How clean does this pin have to be? (laughs) Right? Everybody's polishing it, like, just leave it alone. (laughs) It's fine. It's a pin. What's going to happen to it? And this is the counter to the boys scene
0: where Penny is really, really pushing on Jen that she needs to get fucked. To the extent that I'm like, Penny... Wants to, like, smell Jen's fingers afterwards. This is not a healthy amount of sexual pressure from
1: anyone. If I was Jen, I would not have a drink that Penny offered me.
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) She'd just be wheeling Norman later. Now, why don't you do her, too? She needs done. So, yeah, and, and we also learn here that Jen has been lying about going and seeing her deaf aunt when she's actually off fucking norm. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, goodness right. gracious.
0: And she has this amazing moment where uh, Jen says, I want him to love me as a total person, not just as a sex object. And I wrote in my notes, trust me, Jen, nobody will ever love you just as a sex <laughs> object. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but Jen doesn't want her vagina to be like used bubble gum or anything. So uh, you know, oh God,
1: I just threw it in my mouth.
2: <laughs> that's the, that's the euphemism that they use. That's that that's the Like they'll they'll send people to fucking schools if we don't if we atheists don't watch them and tell young girls that you know fucking a girl who's not a virgin is like chewing used gum. Uh so that wasn't that wasn't mine. That was theirs. Jokes on you. I have very weak teeth. So, um, and and of course, Penny, because she's so bad at being a bad girl, again, this is Mormon bad girl, uh, she explains that it's okay for her to have sex with Norm now because one day they're going to get married, and if Jen won't at least give Keith a handy now and again, she's never going to get married. Right, and this
0: is a great line here. She goes, self-respect isn't important when you're in love, and I wrote in my notes, everyone about to suggest pee stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think Penny gets. I think for every hymen Penny uh, facilitates getting broken, she gets like a big like someone's given her money for that. Ooh, she's like the, the, the hymen fairy.
3: She's,
1: she's like, <laughs> you know, she has some guys. She's like, listen, I got this hymen popped, and she just gets like five thousand dollars. Like, There's that's clearly how much she's a quota. This. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what, maybe. Yeah, maybe the devil. The yeah. believe in the devil, right? And it,
2: I, I love, too, that there's like this this moment where she's saying to uh, Penny, she's like, well, but Jed, I remember you and Norm before you ever had sex. You used to go to football games and do all kinds of stuff, not just go have sex. And I'm like, yeah, it's almost like that's the most fun thing two human beings can do. And, th- and that dwarves go into school plays and football games and shit. What's it's funny maybe- is
1: she just named places that they used to go where I used to have sex. In my <laughs> high school. It was like, you, you go into the pep rallies and the dances and the closet on the third floor of the library. <laughs> <laughs> but now you guys just have sex at your aunt's house.
0: Yeah. I wrote in my notes Don't worry, Jen. If you're worried that having sex is all a couple ever does, do not <laughs> worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Jen. <laughs> Don't worry, Jen. Plenty of time for school plays, Jen. (laughs) Plenty of time for school plays and haberdasheries. (laughs) Just the years laid out in front of you, Jen. Just like a long, endless black tarmac road in the middle of (laughs) a desert with all the fucking
2: behind you. Well, Eli clearly needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> so first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Jen and Keith fuck? How about some mouth stuff? Okay, what about at least some over-the-pants stuff here? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the sexually frustrated conclusion of How Do I Love Thee? I, I'm Tony D. Here to talk to you about fucking. Today's film has a strong
0: anti-consensual fucking message. And we here at God Awful Movies just want to take a moment to assure you, fucking is awesome.
2: That's right, Tony. I'm inside out little girl. And we know fucking has gotten a bad reputation lately. But trust me when I say, fucking is awesome. Don't believe me? Let me ask you this. Do you like grilled cheese? Delicious. Well,
0: fucking is considerably better than grilled cheese. What? That's right. Consensual fucking. Try it today. Maybe with your favorite podcaster.
2: Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. And we're going to rejoin the action with Jen and Keith pulling up to her place after something insidious has transpired. Now, (gasps) I should say, this is not him apologizing for coming early, but they have not told us that and for the first two minutes of the mo- of the scene, that's exactly how it plays. Oh, absolutely. It, it plays as though, first it plays as though he
0: came too early during the sex, then it plays as though she's having a really mild reaction to him sexually assaulting her, but it turns out he was just like so, I was thinking maybe we would fuck, and then they immediately pulled up here and she was mortified. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, apparently. Uh, But they but before they let us know, they throw out lines like he says to her. This is how it starts. He says, I'm sorry, I'm just so attracted to you. He adds, I just got carried away. And then when she pushes back on that, he says, I got too excited.
1: It's he, he revealed he revealed a fetish like way too early in the relationship. He was like, oh, all right. She showed up at the restaurant to meet him, and he like just like had a gimp mask on and a ball gag in his (laughs) mouth.
0: (laughs) She was like, oh, Keith.
1: Yeah, she's like turned around and left, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I just, I really like you, and I thought that you would be okay with this because at one point you said the word leather uh (laughs) and i know you were talking about your shoes but oh boy i just thought maybe it was a sign
0: look we've all been there right she's like oh my gosh that mexican food was so much and you were like you you should totally shit into my hands and she's like what you're like "Nothing. we're joking around (laughs) we've all been there i'm I'm
1: just joking unless you think you'd be into it in which case i'm dead serious
2: And I love... Okay, so this gets super uncomfortable super quick. Once, Eventually, we learn that it's just like he just brought up fucking and she is offended beyond belief. Uh, so we watch him desperately try to fuck her for like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. But not like gropy
0: Well, no. Touchy. He's just like... He wants the intelligence squared debate her about whether or not they should <laughs> fuck
2: <laughs> The proposition is... Jen should allow Keith to put his penis in her. Arguing Timekeeper. in the negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, so he throws out the would fucking me be so terrible line and I'm looking at it like do you really want that like lawyers say never ask a question if you don't know the answer to it. Like in this in this instance I feel like yes fucking with you would be pretty terrible. Everything yeah. about you says G Willickers. And to be fair, would fucking me be so
0: terrible was, like, my line starting back in the day, so I feel like this guy owes me some money, and so I'm just like, look, when you think about it, like, there's the Holocaust, there's 9-11, having sex with me.
1: What's sex with Eli compared to pogroms or... Yeah. <laughs> and like those two other things, uh the fucking
0: me never happened. That's what I'm saying. Is they never oh, happened? Oh, like jet fuel doesn't burn that hot They didn't have enough gasoline and nobody wanted to sleep with me. So either it <laughs> makes
1: sense this point. Wait, Eli, can you just expand on that point a little? What do you No, mean? hey, he can't nope, actually. Sure can't. We've, we've no, got, we've got all, no.
2: all different directions to go. Eli, so, they in
1: some of your ideas. Let's just when we're done, <laughs> I we just stick on the call because I want to find out more about these these you know i just i believe everything that the media tells me and i just want to know more
2: <laughs> god damn it you brought a sperson. what is what is the what is the singular of All i've never understood a sperson. i think um so yeah so then he switches to the argument of um you know quick while we're still young eventually i'll have old man balls and it'll be gross uh that doesn't work either yeah. And then, of course, when she says, you know, she wants to wait until he's married, his
0: idea is to go to a little hotel nearby and pretend to be married.
1: <laughs> Remember when we pretended at the airport? Pretending is dangerous.
2: Ooh, callback. I like it. But then, it, but nothing works. So she's like, maybe we shouldn't see each other so often. And then he says, maybe we shouldn't see each other at all. And he drives away in a blue bald huff. How
0: amazing would it be if the credits went up and that was the end of the movie?
1: <laughs> or if it just turned into a Stephen King film, The Car's Possessed runs her over.
2: What movie is that? Yeah, it? And, and then the he fucks the car. Uh, and the two of them uh, live
0: happily ever after. Right. Guys, we just wrote Christine. I have I don't know how to tell you this, but we just wrote Christine.
2: Damn it's it. A book. Sorry, <laughs> happened. I read it. So Jen goes inside for a cry, and her roommate. Just it, it has zero sensitivity. Her roommates just basically standing behind her, saying, "See, this is what you get for not fucking him." Yeah, honestly, this scene could just be na 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 na
1: as she weeps in the foreground. Yeah, Penny, really, really not not being a good friend, not being a good Mormon, not being a good Christian, and and that's what this movie is really about. It's about <laughs> being a good Christian, and Penny's a fucking. Let's kill Kit Penny because she's a fucking piece of shit.
0: And the only thing that Jen responds here is not, hey, I don't have to have sex if I don't want to. She says that, like, if she had sex, all of her morals would disappear. Yeah, what? But her argument seems to be look, first you fuck before marriage, and then you're murdering a homeless guy just for the thrill of it. <laughs> like, we all know
2: how this works. Well, most of the people who have ever murdered a hobo on Facebook had sex first. So pretty clear there. So <laughs> I mean, not with the hobo. I mean, at some point. Oh, um,
1: wait, uh, still, uh, we'll talk about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So she says, "But Penny, if I have sex, I'll be a ruined woman." And Penny's like, "It is so fucking worth it. Let me show you again on the dildo." But then we, so then we have a little montage, the little back and forth, missing each other montage.
1: Oh boy, that's so good. <sighs>
2: Where he literally is walking through the park kicking dirt. Kicking dirt! It literally ends with him kicking rocks. Yeah. But as he's walking around kicking dirt dejectedly uh, he passes by Jen who is remember how she climbs trees? Uh, She Mm -hmm. did it. She's up in a tree.
1: I absolutely thought they were going to go up in that tree and fuck. I 100% (laughs) Was like she's like I'm up in this tree. I feel so free up here. I have no inhibitions. And he just like <laughs> drops trout, jumps up in that tree, and they just fuck. Like, and she's like, "This is perfect. We're closer to God." And it's like, "Yep, yeah, oh, yeah." That's how you get Mormon girls. You have to chase them up trees <laughs> first. <laughs> and it's like a
2: bear. It's like a bear. You yeah. know, you tree the woman, and then you have yeah. No, actually, that is pretty close to Mormonism.
1: <laughs> she got she got over the fact that he is. Potentially a sexual predator, like real quick, like very. Quickly. It was it, it was yeah. a scene and a montage before she was like, I "Remember when you um uh, tried to rape me? Well, let's try again. <laughs> I'm in. I'm back in. I'm back in. Right.
0: And the, here's the other thing. So maybe this is just me, but she's up in the tree and she's like, "Come on up here." And he upsettingly, effortlessly climbs up that tree. What? My crazy billionaire remake of this movie is just me as the main character and I take 40 sweaty <laughs> minutes to climb the tree. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God, I'm coming back. No, no.
1: Ooh, my hands. Oh, my skin, my hands. Yeah, you, you go up, hurt your hands, have to run home, get gloves, come back. <laughs> and, like, your shoes don't have He's the right soles, so, like, you go and you get, like, climbing shoes. And but then they're like, are you ice climbing picks
0: <laughs> <laughs> a rope? And finally, I'm there. I'm just drenched in sweat. And I'm like,
1: huh, so your fit friend is you behind you out? and you're like on belay. <laughs> right. That was a, the rock climbers in the audience are going to love that joke.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, but no, but he just hops up the tree like a nor- normal human being can do since we were <laughs> descended from arboreal species. Her- um hurtful. So, Prove it. I, I will. I, I'll tell you what. I, th- there's a Patreon goal for you. I will tree climb race Eli. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun.
0: <laughs> this seems like a fun Patreon goal. I'll,
1: I'll run the fantasy. I'll run the the bets on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, fantasy if you tree climbing. Conor
0: McGregor versus Mayweather.
1: You'll love
0: who can climb a tree fastest. <laughs>
2: So, all right, so Jen Jen, and Keith make up. They're going to try again and start all over as though he never did put his fingers there. Uh, so she goes home to tell Penny the good news, but she finds Penny packing her shit. Again, not a euphemism. I really wanted that one to be a euphemism, but no. Uh, well, it is a euphemism, but not the one I wanted it Penny's, to be anyway. Penny's, but-
1: Penny's Hyman-selling scheme finally came to light. She has to, <laughs> she has to flee Utah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's leaving school on the midnight bus, and do you know why? All the fucking, Mm-mm. all the fucking, because it turns out Norm is marrying a girl back home who he's never even had sex with. All right, let's let's explore this decision by Norm.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, like, so he, I don't Norm. Norm, sit down, Norm. We gotta talk. Uh, <laughs> Norm. Are you enjoying the sex with Penny? Yeah, it's great, right? nice cool um so uh let's talk about this other girl are you enjoying the sex with her oh you've never had sex with her so what the fuck is the fucking matter with you norm i just yeah like okay so what we're supposed to
2: be seeing here is that a, a good guy just goes off to college to fuck some girl but the girl he wants to marry is someone who saved herself for him
1: and didn't go to college stayed home and learned how to cook
2: right and again
0: The blame here is not being put on Norm. No. No. This movie wants us to know that Norm is just being Norm. He's a good guy. But Penny is the one who's the problem for having sex with someone she thought she was going to marry. Yes.
1: I thought this was gonna be, I wanted to see the scene between Norm and and Penny, which I assumed is how polygamy started in the Mormon church, which is like (laughs) which is like, uh he's like very casual, like, oh, I'm uh, gonna go marry this other chick. Uh, oh, what? But we're fucking. Oh, well, uh, don't you know? Uh, I'm allowed to do that? I'm allowed to fuck (laughs) (laughs) No I'm gonna marry her But like you can You're called uh, sister uh, Your sisters is weird Uh, Sister wives uh, And we're gonna fuck And you guys can touch each other I'm gonna fuck Uh, both of you uh, Devin fun fact I know this
0: was uh, an accidental thing But that is how polygamy started (laughs) Yeah exactly He was like no we'll we'll all do it Wait a minute this just in from God It's just me
1: (laughs) Breaking news you can. Yeah, do it. I can do. It. Oh boy. Well, hey, they have. They're having fun. They're doing their own fun thing, and I think we can appreciate that.
0: So Penny leaves to go home, and
2: yeah, and, think and about may never be able to love again because of all the fucking. Right. Oh fucking.
0: The only thing I want to point out is Penny has another giant suitcase. This is two Mormon movies in a row where there is a giant suitcase. So maybe it's just a Mormon thing. Just wanted to throw that out there.
2: Yeah. Possible. Yeah. Or maybe she has norms like severed corpses. He's got it all, him all chopped up in that suitcase or whatever. She's like, no, I really need to leave by midnight. It's very important. Yeah, I need to get across state lines. Mormons lots. have so, to be able to
1: fit all of their possessions into a suitcase. That's part of their faith. Right, mm-hmm. right.
2: So that they can bicycle around with it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like the it's like the, uh, the con who was only allowed to have one glass of alcohol a day, so he got a glass the size of a bucket. Yeah, it's like that. And um, okay, so now we get this wonderful party that I warned you about. This uh, Jen and <laughs> Keith go to this party. Oh, uh, What a party!
0: Oh. The divorce session—it's amazing. She—they're walking out of this like patio, and she goes, "I'm so glad you asked me." And I thought she was going to be like, "And that there are no black people here."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think in this scene, maybe I'm crazy. It feels like Keith borrowed every other character's eyebrows and added them to his eyebrows <laughs> in this scene. Am I crazy? But like, I saw him I'm- and I was like, "Why does he have grease paint eyebrows covering forty percent of his forehead?"
2: i am surprised this is the first time keith's eyebrows have come up in this episode i gotta be honest with you
0: they're so distracting it looks like he shaved his eyebrows off and planned to draw them on for the prom but like what had a mirror that was somehow a fun house mirror and ended up drawing them halfway up his forehead they are entirely distracting throughout the film they are
1: face anchovies interestingly enough uh jim henson got his start in filmmaking doing the eyebrows (laughs) for
2: (laughs) so oh there you go there you go fun fact so yeah, so they they walk out of this just happening party. This I just want to point out. Again, Mormon's thought college party and this is what they came up with. A <laughs> gilded fucking ball. So yeah, so they walk out on the patio, he apologizes for wanting to fuck her so bad. Uh, but he is super impressed with how adamantly she didn't fuck him. He he was he was quite turned on by that, apparently. Yeah,
0: he thinks it's great. And then she Uses this made me so. This was so infuriating for me. She uses Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poetry at the end of this movie. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Hey, fun fact about Elizabeth Barrett Browning. You know what she did? Fucked and got married <laughs> in secret because society did not let her marry her husband. It's one, of the lo- it's one of the most famous stories about literature. You couldn't have picked a more Premarital sex centric <laughs> poet, right? I like, I'm reminded of this poem by Don Juan de la Marca. <laughs> and how do I love thee is all. it's yes! all about passion and emotion, and it's not at all about this. My, that's me. So that's
1: mad. not You're, true in the redacted Mormon version. <laughs> yeah, right, right. How, how do, do I love, I love thee? thee?
2: Let me count the ways. There are two of them. God approves of co so. co written by <laughs> Shel Silverstein. Well. <laughs> i don't know shell silverstein always struck me as somebody who had some weird shit going on but oh, uh, no,
0: sure. there was a too many butts in his children's books <laughs> for that guy not to have been weird
2: <laughs> so yeah so see guys you might not get laid but you'll at least get melodramatic out of context poetry readings that's still pretty good right Right, uh, I wish Mormonism. I, I would have I taken some out of context
0: poetry in high school. <laughs> okay, so you won't touch it, but will you at least read me some poetry you don't understand or have the depth to ever possess? <laughs> oh, cool, thanks. When you're old and gray, I like that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Settling for what you can get, there, yeah. And but but so but so the key here is that because she didn't fuck him, he's so impressed with her and respects her so much that he wants to marry her now.
1: I get it. You got to get that pussy somehow. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) That's just smart. You know, that's what a
2: marriage is. The best marriages are based on uh, swollen testicles. Yeah, like they always say. Um, And then we get another one of those awesome, uh, passionate kisses from these two closeted gay actors. (laughs) Just... just like like someone trying to share a
0: breath underwater.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so they headbutt each other once more. little Jack Reacher love, and then it's the
1: end. Well, for you guys. So this is what fucking happened to me at the end of this goddamn piece of shit movie. <laughs> I'm sitting there. It ends. I made beef stew. I'm eating my beef stew. And then all of a sudden, music starts playing on the TV again. And I look up. And it auto started auto-playing another fucking Mormon movie called so Down Eared to Angels, also by fucking Wetzler O. Whitaker space alien. And, I'm, <laughs> and I can't find my fucking remote, so it just keeps playing. And it's 40 oh, minutes no. long. So I'm like, I did a double feature, and I'm frantically writing in the notes, like, guys, we're doing this double feature because I can't <laughs> find the remote. And I'm sitting there, and eventually I find a knife. And I just <laughs> and then, and so you know I lost enough blood that I that I I didn't see the whole movie.
0: And we've been talking to Devin's ghost the whole time. Oh. Ooh, Halloween spectacular! As it turns Wee. out, from
1: from beyond the grave, uh, the Mormons are right. Uh, it's all <laughs> it's all real. I have my own planet. It's real baller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: right now great. it's Game of Thrones awesome. themed, but I might mix it up. <laughs> mm. Rapey. Dragons. <laughs> Rapey dragons. I haven't figured out the dragons. Uh, that's real disappointing. That's the theme of my planet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I always like to close off on a little game, a little analogy, something since we get an improv artist here, I didn't tell him about it until the very end. Um, so to close things off today, I'd like to play a little game that I call shit overheard at Keith and Jen's honeymoon suite. Um, how about, uh, my God,
0: you've got a hole down there. Have that look.
1: <laughs> Gross. No, they I can tell you what their sex sounds like. It sounds like this.
2: <laughs> that's it. They just, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It, it, and we're done now. It's yeah. Just,
1: it's just, and we have a baby. <laughs> I hope it's a masculine child.
0: Uh, I, I, I was thinking maybe, well, I've finished. You should hurry up
2: next time. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for our review of How Do I Love? Thee. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet, because we still need to suck your back in next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck?
0: Live from Australia, 10 of the top scientific facts in the Bible. Oh, where in the world could we find a film like that on YouTube? (laughs) Ooh, the Living Waters Studio. Ray might not be there, but he'll be in our hearts.
2: So, with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 118 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Devin for hanging out with us tonight, and a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at slash Godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode. You can also help us out by leaving us a five star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, The Skepticrat, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law office of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil, Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions. Promise to work harder to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. Penny eventually went off to a state college where she got a normal, bi-curious roommate and had orgasms.
0: Male main character spent the first 3 years of married life trying to find the
2: hole. <laughs> I would not be surprised if this movie had just named him main male character. <laughs> he didn't to just- say
1: actually really sucks i was gonna pitch it to harvey weinstein but i guess that's out it well nope, cut that morgan can we cut that joke i don't like that joke <laughs> i'm not gonna topical so topical. It, <laughs> i get i get nervous about topical it's all right this
2: is gonna come out in like three weeks so, yeah, so it'll, it won't, won't even, just it,
1: be topical it'll it, be really
0: stale and mean <laughs> <laughs> we'll have found out about the children by then oh, God. oh
1: jesus
0: <laughs> He'll have killed himself the day before this podcast <laughs> comes
1: out. I want him to kill himself because of this podcast. <laughs> he's sitting uh, there and he's like, you know what? I did a terrible thing, but I'm finally starting to forgive myself. Here's my <laughs> joke. it goes, huh, fuck it. <laughs> Stephen's right. I'm a monster. <laughs> Plow. Honestly, that would be the most significant I would ever be in the course of my entire life. Yeah,
2: right, right. You'd be like the Lee Harvey Oswald of Hollywood. Look, if he's killing That's himself about anything, he's killing himself for
0: giving Rose McGowan some attention. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, God. with me.
2: So, Morgan, your job is cut out for you this week. Exactly. It'll, be, uh, yeah. it'll be fun for you to try to figure out what we do and don't want to keep from this episode.
1: <laughs> so, Jen... I'm just going to make... I'm going to make ice sounds so that it has to be cut out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights
3: reserved.